I think the reason I don't watch reality TV is because I know that if I start, I will never stop. Mm. So I, like, limit myself to Cutthroat Kitchen and Great British Breaking yes. Show and The Bachelor slash Bachelorette slash all of the I don't know about that one, but your other two choices are just perfect. Yeah, that one is, that one is a mistake. It's so – it's just one of those things. They get you once and you're in for life. Yeah. Like, once you go Bachelorette, you never go anywhere else except for to watch The Bachelor. It's horrible because like, – it's like it's like the whole thing where like we know all of our clothes come from sweatshops yet we still buy clothes. Right. It's like that. I know all of these people are basically animals in a cage, uh-huh. but I can't stop watching. It's horrible. But anyway, RuPaul's Drag Race. So good. Wow. So good. Great day. Top notch. Top um, drawer. Top drawer. So yeah. good. So uh, other tv shows <laughs> yeah we watch a lot of tv see we're qualified um Definitely. to have a podcast about tv shows mm-hmm. but one mm-hmm. other thing we're qualified to do is talk about high school homecoming dances of which sunnydale high schools is bonkers oh yeah like it's absolutely bonkers it makes no like, sense maybe i i can't figure out if this is just a TV show getting reality wrong or if Homecoming was just a completely different thing in the 90s and high schools were just some bizarre world I don't understand in the 90s. Well, I was thinking about it and um, Homecoming for us was like tied to a football game. Yeah, you that's know, the point. Like the homecoming, it's homecoming football game. But maybe that's not as emphasized as a thing outside of Texas. Oh. I did go to school in Texas. Maybe... Like, maybe it's just not that emphasized. Because we had, like, Homecoming Court, too. Yeah, I do think in TV shows, they always forget about, like, courts. They always forget about kings. Like, prom kings, homecoming kings. Like, you sometimes see those, like, if the main character is a guy. Uh But mainly it's just homecoming queens, spring fling queens. Yeah, yeah. You know, prom queens, whatever it is. So I I do think that's just where a part where TV does not go hand in hand with reality we're just gonna focus on the queen yeah because there's cordelia and buffy um and i guess it's just yeah they didn't we never really pay any attention to the football team i mean sometimes but not in a good light it's never like oh we're celebrating them and in order for buffy to like be pro homecoming she would have to be pro football if it was about football and usually the football guys are the ones like ruining something like i don't know being misogynist or something yeah it was weird that there was i don't know maybe that is just a texas thing it feels like it's not though it feels like that's what homecoming is no i definitely think that everywhere i definitely think that other ones are like you know about like a game and then a dance the next night but i feel like texas puts a lot more emphasis on it like there's like a homecoming week and blah 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 and i definitely think the whole like spirit week deal yeah that's a a 2000 thing i don't really know if that extends beyond um the 2000s at all so that's what we experienced was like the week leading up to homecoming yeah i think my main beef with this which i think is specific to buffy's portrayal of homecoming um and not a 90s thing because i've seen other 90s Disney movies do this more accurately, but they made Homecoming look way too much like prom, when in reality, regular high school dances that aren't prom are not that formal. No, they're not at all. 
Yeah. Everyone's dress was like floor length. Yeah. It was crazy. And it, I mean, then it might, that might have been something in the 90s. Maybe it was, But I'm thinking you like, know. I, I very much can picture people going to dances on like Disney Channel movies and stuff in the late 90s. Like I'm thinking of, uh, oh, what's the movie that's probably like 1999 where the two sisters trade places? Wish Upon a Star. Wish Upon a Star. Star. Thank you. They go to a dance and it looks like a proper homecoming dance. She's wearing a short dress. Like, it's just in the gym. And, like, there's not finger sandwiches and men aren't in tuxes. Well, that might have been due to lack of budget. Who knows? Fair. Possibly. I think, I mean, any chance that they get to, like, dress characters up is always a thing. And then also, they have to contrast what the characters are wearing to the bronze. Because these people are going dancing every single night. What makes Homecoming different? That's true. I mean, the thing is, yeah, because in real life, Homecoming isn't that different. It's just kind of a night. It's a fun night. It's not prom. It's not like a big corsage, get a limo thing. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, Finger sandwiches. What kind of school yeah, is finger, finger sandwiches? sandwiches? I don't know. We didn't even have those at our prom. Right? Think. Finger sandwiches? Whatever. Very strange. Uh-uh. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about. And we can, I guess, go more in detail into the episode after this. I also have some more things to say about it probably being prom and not homecoming. But we can let the theme song play first, I guess. Let's do it. <laughs> My name is Kat. My name is Harley, and we are the Culture Buffs. And this is episode 5 of season 3 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer called Homecoming, which I have a beef with, as we were just talking Uh about. I have a beef because it's, like, crazily vague, which is just stupid. Um, The episode's, like, not really about Homecoming at all. No. And, um... Why didn't they just call it like homecoming queens? I don't get it. it or something, something, besides, something queens, some sort of like yeah, pun on queens, something. Um, but the thing that I was teasing before the theme song played, teasing like whatever. Anyway, um, I was looking up the translations of the episode title just to like cool. see what other people. So, um, we can talk about the French one first. The French one translated from french is the end of the year dance which is not homecoming this is wrong for two reasons it is not the end of the year no and homecoming is never at the end of the year yeah also, even if it were the what? end of the year homecoming doesn't occur then that's prom so did everyone think this was prom are we the only ones who don't know that this is actually prom and the season's over yeah like, like how did they get that title so wrong it's not the end of the year it's just yeah. not. Because that's not like a cultural thing. Like, I yeah. get it if you don't have, you know, homecomings and proms in France, but the person should have known about the plot of the show that they're titling. Right. And translating. And known that it's Doesn't. like October. <laughs> yeah. Literally, this is the fifth episode of like a 22 yeah. episode season. This is not the end of the school year. They just started school. What? Very strange. I don't understand. So I think everyone, I think maybe they just watched the episode, like, out of continuity of yeah. the others. And they were like, oh, this is obviously prom, so I'll just call it the end of the that, year day. That you sounds know? like what happened. Like, they, like, it's not an actual staffer that does it. They just pay a random person who knows nothing about the show to watch it once and be like, okay, here's a title. 
so weird. And I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. But you know what made even less sense? What? The German title. The German title was The Agony of Choice. What? Wait, what? Huh? What? Yeah. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what that is in reference Who's to. Whose choice? I don't know. Maybe the, the student body's choice to elect either Cordelia or Buffy as homecoming queen? No major characters made any major choices in this episode. And no one was agonizing. No agony. No one. Like, Angel was fed. He was not hungry. Giles was cracking jokes. I mean, I guess there was a little bit of agony between Xander and Willow, which we can talk about later, but really I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it all. But, like, who was agonizing over a choice? I mean, to be fair, that's such a German name, though. It would be, like, the German title that's, like, we must put agony in there. Yeah, I don't. It threw me for a loop. I was like, wow. uh, okay, well, I'll be looking out for the choice and the agony in this episode, I suppose. And then I Crazy. didn't. I didn't get what I paid for. <laughs> didn't get agony or choice. Crazy. Um, very strange. So I just wanted to, yeah, um, put that in the pile of uh bad titles. So like all three major translations had poor titles and i don't really know what to do about it huh. yeah um, i wondered why they didn't call the episode slayer fest 98 because that's me like too, a because catchy title yes that's a cool and while i said like five seconds ago that homecoming isn't the major point of the episode like neither is slayer fest 98 but that is way cooler of a title exactly and slayer fest 98 only happens once a year and there's like they go dancing to a homecoming dance like every week so i feel like yeah. that makes an episode stand out more exactly which i don't and it'd be also, yeah no it's just a cool title it is it is a cool title but also i don't understand why buffy didn't know about slayer fest since it apparently happens annually doesn't it i think we're supposed to this has to have been like the first time though right like it was like why he hoped label it like like, 98. <laughs> like, he thought this was going to become an annual tradition, that he would, like, find the Slayer and do this wherever the new Slayer comes up each year. But mm-hmm. this has to be the first one. It wouldn't make sense Very if strange. this had happened before. It couldn't have happened before, because before, it could have only ever happened with Kendra in the short period that she yeah. was a Slayer. And she didn't tell Buffy about it because Buffy has no idea. They don't even know who Faith is. They pick the wrong person yeah. to bring to Slayer Fest. So, like, they have to be new at it. But why call it Slayer Fest 98? And why create a logo? This is going to die. You don't need to put all that time and effort into it. It's not going to last. Hey, Mr. Trick does nothing half-ass. He whole-hasses yeah, it right. all the way. Yeah, I don't. Mr. Trick. Also, let's just talk about how Mr. Trick is back. Uh-huh. Like, what a random yep. character to bring back out of nowhere. And that vampire who now has a wife is back. Yeah, no, that just, was the weird one that I was like, hey there, Lyle Gorch, what you doing? Like, what? It's just such a weird, like, they're just like, hey, man, do you need a job? Because you can be in another episode if you want. Like, I don't. Very strange. Pick. Um, especially since, sorry about the spoilers, we know that that guy doesn't come back. I mean, he's, yeah. like, I don't, 
Which is Maybe funny because they left it open. Him. Like they were planning yeah. to bring him back again because they don't kill him. Like he was going like to have they a were like, or something. Gotta make sure yeah. we can bring Lyle back if we need to. Yeah, because he's going to be a major player in season four. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's an angel and we just don't remember. <laughs> oh, my God. He probably is. <laughs> he probably is. There's a lot of shit billions in Angel. Billions of demons in that show. Yeah. Um, so, like, he definitely could be in it. Like, hey, Angel, remember me? And he's like, no. <laughs> okay. Well, I actually haven't even looked down at my notes yet. I've just been yeah, me neither. going off. So I so. could really, we could really, let's just start from the beginning. Let's start. Let's Very go. Good place to start. So the first thing I wrote down is, oh, well, Scott's still here. I Scott. forgot that he's mm-hmm. like still here for this episode, which I guess is it's good and then it's bad because he breaks up with her. But I mean, what a like a weird half-ass try to keep him around because they weren't really like the way they wrote him in. Like they he came on so strong. And uh-huh. then he was there through, like, all of this crazy shit with, like, yeah. his best friends being insane and stuff. And then he just kind of was like, that's, like, him disappearing yeah. and in the this, shadows. <clears throat> this episode, it wasn't super clear what they were trying or what they wanted to do with Scott. He was, like, this yeah. weird – he was weirdly prevalent throughout the episode but didn't serve any purpose. And so mm-hmm. I didn't really get it because first he seems, like – He's being regular Scott, cute and fine, and they're dating. Then he immediately breaks up with her, and you're like, oh, that's sad. Buffy's sad now. But then he comes back, and he's like, I'm voting for you, and he's nice. And he, like, seems to be, like, a guy who's like, yeah, he's a Mm -hmm. solid guy. It didn't work out, but he's being stand-up. And then at the dance, he's back again. He's just like... And Faith acts like he's, like, some jerk for dancing with a different girl when he's not dating Buffy anymore. Yeah, he's not dating Buffy anymore. It's not... He didn't do anything wrong at all. Um, with, I mean, and I guess Faith is just being, like, a loyal little bloodhound that she is. Which is fair. But, which is fair. But, um, also, we'll talk about what she says to him in a second. Uh-huh. But, um, it doesn't make any sense to me. It seems his only purpose for the episode was so that Buffy could go to Angel and be like, I'm in a relationship now. Like, I've moved on if you've moved on because you came back from a hell dimension. So, um, you know, like... He's literally there so that Buffy can be like, yeah, I have a boyfriend, but yeah. he doesn't serve as any sort of obstacle nope, or any sort of like opposite of an obstacle where it's like, I have a boyfriend, but I don't even really like him and I wish I was with you. You know, it's neither of those. It's just this middle of the road presence that you're yep. like, I mean, we like Scott, like don't take him away, but also what are you going to do with him? Yeah. Um, but while they're at the dance and Faith walks up to him uh-huh. and, you know, starts talking about STDs and stuff, who was she supposed to be in relation to him? Like, who was that girl that he was dancing with supposed to think that was? Because she comes up, starts talking to him like she's his mother. And then no, she starts talking about... She's like, honey, sweetie. No, that's a girlfriend. And, like, grabs his... Oh. Not mother. Not, Why would you think mother? Because that's what she seemed like. She, like, started straightening up his collar and was like, hey, sweetie, did you remember to take your ointment to your genitals? I don't... It was very weird. No, it was a girlfriend. It like... it, I, I think it played as, like... I thought it was... I don't know. I didn't think anything of it. I wrote down it's, like, the classic STD prank because that's yeah. so what every teen movie has. The girl being like, oh, yeah. I had sex with him. We have STDs now in order to cause conflict. Well, and I think it would have made more sense if she was playing the girlfriend. I'm sorry, this scene really, like, 
took me. I was really? like, what is happening? This is, it was very strange. I don't think they did it. I don't think it went well for me. Oh, really? But it was just like, yeah, it was just like, it, it wasn't funny. It was just weird. Like, she wasn't pulling a prank. It was like she tried to pull a prank. Okay, you know on New Girl how Winston tries to pull pranks, right? but yeah. they're like, end up like murdering people. Uh-huh. It kind of landed like that, where you're just like, what am I supposed to think after this? Well, no, it wasn't um, a prank. It was her like standing up for a friend. It was meant to be mean. I, yeah, I get what it is. It was meant to get that girl off his back yeah. and get him back and spread rumors about now he has STDs. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. She could have been, I don't know. I don't want to tell her how to do her job or uh-huh. how to tell the writers how to do their job. But I just don't think that's how a girlfriend would, like a girl, like a vindictive girlfriend that she's playing. I don't, it was She very, wasn't playing was a vindictive girlfriend. She was playing it as if not only does he have STDs, he's cheating on his current girlfriend with you. Like he has a steady girlfriend who he's in a relationship with and he didn't tell you about. But if she's at your school's homecoming, that means they both go to the same school. Wouldn't no, she's know? from a different school and he brought her to his homecoming. Okay, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that answer. I just, it was a weird thing. I didn't, it did yeah. not land for me. Okay. It didn't land in any sort of like faith as being normal. I mean, we all know faith's not normal, but like faith wasn't being like abrasive and you know, fun. She was just being like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> like, oh, I, I liked it. I, I liked like it. it. It was like the classic mean girl move, and I liked it. Yeah. I mean, if we're going for a classic mean girl move, it Cordelia would have had notes for her. That's uh, all. Yeah. Say. Yeah. It didn't yeah. land. It just, it didn't land. Um, Sorry that I talked about that for so long. <laughs> I just really, it didn't, it didn't land for me. I didn't okay. like it. Yeah. Um. So back to the beginning, instead of yeah. the end of the episode. Um. Oh, I really liked it when Buffy was like, "Oh yeah, humiliation's my really good for my color or whatever." Yeah, that was that cute. was a cute that line. That was really cute. Was, I don't know. I think Sarah Michelle Gellar is just she delivers those things like a cute little teenage vampire slayer, and I'm just like, aw. And Buffy's so witty. She really is so witty. Like, so smart. Well, you have to be. So smart. So witty. I love it. What are you going to say? You have to, like, you're kicking people in the face. You have to have something good to say after you kick someone in the face. Exactly. You really do. Um, Oh, okay. Major problem. Another problem. Uh Okay. So when Buffy goes and is delivering the blood to Angel, did you notice that he didn't open a door? To the mansion he lives in, he pulled back a curtain. Nope, did not notice that at all. What? There was no door between the inside and the outside of that mansion. Well, the... There was just one giant curtain. Well, I think the thing is, I think they are, aren't they in like a, I think that's like a, a courtyard? That, yeah, that part of the mansion is sort of like a, like a part of the courtyard. Like I think that part is open like that yeah. and they probably put the curtain up because you know sunlight and whatnot sunlight see that's what i thought too why is he always in that place that gets the most sunlight he just loves why it they... he's just like <laughs> i can't give this room up it's the best room in the building yeah i do not it's obviously a mansion that he's in why can't he go into the <laughs> many rooms that we have never doors see any other the... part of that mansion no we don't 
And why couldn't, like, if they really just didn't have the budget to show us other rooms of the mansion, why couldn't they just say, this one doesn't have a courtyard and there's a door? And, like, yeah, this is a regular room. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a giant curtain that he put, like, he was like, I hear someone outside and then whips the curtain back and Buffy's standing there. And it's like, you knew it was her. There's just a curtain. It's not a door. Yeah. It's just a curtain. What? You can look under the curtain and see her shoes. Did they install that curtain themselves? Like, did Buffy have to go to a hardware store and buy a curtain? Exactly. Or was it there before? Did some crazy weirdo want to live half courtyard, half (laughs) indoors? And he was like, this is my courtyard room. Here's my bed. Here's the flowers. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I don't have any answers. Although I have more questions about Angel specifically when Buffy walks in and she says, like, you know, are you okay or whatever? And he says, it hurts less. <laughs> what hurts what? less? <laughs> what hurts less? What? He's in no, op- like, he's not injured. He's not bleeding. He looks totally, no. what's, what's in pain? Yeah, and... If you were my mom when I was a kid, if it's not bleeding, then you shouldn't be crying about it. I mean, come on. We all know that. Like, I didn't get... Was it supposed to be physical? Was it supposed to be mental anguish? Like, it hurts. Like, what? Okay, another question about his mental anguish. Uh So when she's like, yeah, I've got to go talk to the rest of the gang, you know, Willow and Giles. Angel stops her there and just goes, Giles. I know. He just goes, Giles. Is that supposed to be like, I forgot about Giles? Or like, did they have a secret relationship we didn't know about? Or like, was he a father figure to him? Or like, what's the deal with Giles? All I can think of, I think it's supposed to be a very complex that from that one sigh of Giles' name, you're supposed to think, oh, Angel. Angel remembers Giles. Angel remembers Giles loves Jenny. Oh, Jenny. Jenny loved Giles. Angel killed Jenny. Oh, Giles. I think that was the entire thought process. I think I could maybe get behind that. I see that. Like, he's like, oh, my God, what have I done to Giles? It was just very complicated and unspoken. And the scene was just bizarre also. It really was. It was, I was like, why is he, does he not remember anyone? I didn't. It was a trip. I, I know that we're, okay, so Angel survived a hell dimension, which was supposed to be, like, hundreds of years of torture Mm -hmm. and abuse, and, like, it was fucking awful. And he comes back, and he's here, and he says, it hurts less. Are we supposed Mm -hmm. to think, are they trying to make us think that the way you get over hundreds of years of trauma is just, like, time, just as time goes on? Um, like, is that what's happening? Like, not therapy. He's just, you know, isolated yeah. in a castle. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm almost better again. Give me another couple of days in isolation and, like, I'll be fine. Definitely the opposite of therapy. I, yep, I think that's what they're... Is that how they think? I think they're saying he just needs some alone time and that's he'll not, feel better. That's not how trauma works. It's not like, oh, yeah, yesterday it hurt a lot and now it hurts a little less. Yeah. I, yeah, don't, I haven't really put much thought into it, um, because I'm just very confused about Angel as a character Yeah, right I now. can't figure out what's wrong with him. What are we supposed to think is wrong with him? Is he getting over tort? Is he, like, me- what's happening? I don't think he's physically in pain. I think he's probably weak, but I think his 
mind is weaker. I think he's okay. getting over emotional trauma and memory loss. I do think he has memory loss just because it's been so long. Okay. Because he, the way he looked at Buffy when he first landed in this world right. was like, uh you know he was like you you're the one thing i remembered through all of the pain in hell i also to be honest never could fully get behind the whole he comes back a fucking beast man and suddenly he's like and oh then, no mm-hmm. i can speak i'm normal again what yeah. i think there should have been at least a year of physical therapy <laughs> and speech like, therapy teaching him how to Speech therapy, like, Buffy literally just sitting him down, like, bringing him workbooks. Like, remember English? You remember. It's inside of you. Like, I don't believe that it happened in a day. Because it didn't. Yeah, like, what are Hundreds we supposed to years. think happened? He, like, was totally feral. Like, forgot how to be a yes. human and was just tearing everything to shreds. And then all of a sudden remembered, oh, right, I can speak. What? I maybe we're meant to believe that all he needed was Buffy. Buffy's his strength. Like, he just needed to be reminded that Buffy exists and he found his humanity again. Nope. Over it. Over it. I very nope. over it. So over it. Very I hate over I hate it. this time period with Angel, to be honest. I'm gonna go they ahead and say don't... it right now. This whole Angel is like locked away and kept secret and he's getting over whatever also... fuck. Ugh. They just don't go into enough detail. I maybe hate yeah. it if I understood what was going exactly. on. Exactly. What are we supposed to think like, is I happening? Think, I think they think that they're giving us enough. I think the writers were like, yeah, no, all you need is to know is that it hurts less <laughs> and that he feels really bad about what happened. But it's like, no, I don't understand yeah. what who he is as a character. I don't get it. Because he's not even a blank slate. You know, he's not even like you have to teach me how to speak again. You have to teach me how to eat like a human again. Like, it's not Beauty and the Beast. It is literally just, like, that title is so misleading. She doesn't have to teach him how to eat like a man. <laughs> literally, I just don't he's know. he's just this, like, silent figure who's just like, oh, thanks for the blood. Okay. Like, he doesn't yeah. do anything or say anything and no one knows about him. And I don't get it. Yeah, you think that he would have, like, gone ape for that blood, like, tore it out of her hand and then been like, sorry, I was in a hell dimension for hundreds of years. I'll relearn my manners. At least. Remember when Angel used to be, like, snarky and funny? Yeah! Like, out of nowhere? Yeah! No, that, it's that'd gone. That'd be a great time to bring that. That'd be a great time to bring that up. I don't understand Ugh. what they're doing with Angel. He's being I think boring they were just, and dumb and I vague. think they were bored with him. Yeah. So weird. So Hate weird. It. And then she, to make matters worse, won't stop talking about her new boyfriend, Scott. She's like, yeah, his name is Scott, and he's my boyfriend, and um, if you want to talk to him, his name is Scott. And it's like, no, stop. Yeah. You just need to say, like, you're in a relationship, end of sentence. Or, like, you don't need to say anything, because Buffy just seemed like a real big dum-dum when he's like, I'm in some sort of anguish over the fact that I was tortured for hundreds of years, something that was Mm -hmm. fucking awful, and she's just like, I have a boyfriend. And he's like, I've got other I problems. Was, I murdered people. I think, I think it was almost like a don't try anything sort of like, you know. It was very like, dumb. I was like, he doesn't want to have uh-huh. sex with you. Like, yeah, he definitely doesn't. He it's, has other shit well, to deal with. Yeah, stop. Mm-mm, no. So that was just all around a very strange scene uh-huh. that I do not like and I do not wish to experience. Again. Nope, I hated it so much. I hated it a lot. Almost as much as I hated um, that 
I think it was Mr. Trick. I don't know. One of the villains at some point, like when they're looking at Buffy on a computer screen, says nubile flesh. They say that's Ew. her in the nubile flesh. And I just what? went vomit. No, God. Ugh. I don't like that. Ugh. That is gross. Ugh. Um, yeah, I don't like that. Um, so, oh, okay, so I guess we can, the the plot of this, the rest of the plot of this episode, after we get past the weird stuff, mm-hmm. is that Buffy is trying to become a new person slash her old self and run for homecoming queen, which weirdly enough is almost like what I would think Buffy would be about. I would think that Buffy is the quintessential girl fighting vampires but also just trying to be normal by being homecoming queen but really this is the first filler episode that has ever dealt with her like trying to actually be normal from what i can remember like everything else involves like some other like you know two boys trying to bring their brother back to life after he died or you know like just crazy shit yeah where it's like this is a highly supernatural show But this is the first one where it's like, oh, something kind of supernatural is happening. But also, she's just trying to be homecoming queen. The last one I can remember is season one, uh, when she goes on that date with Poetry Boy. And the entire plot of that episode was the same, basically the same thing as this, where she was like, I want to be a normal girl. I just want to date boys. I just want to, like, be a normal girl. And then it doesn't work out. And she's like, never mind, I'm not a fucking normal girl. And this is it finally rearing, rearing its head again. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I mean, it is nice that we're not saying the exact same yeah. thing every episode, but you do think that this would appear more often. Yeah, I think it's it's implied enough, because when you think of Buffy, yeah, it is. that's, you know, that's the major theme you think of, because it's sort of yeah. running throughout the episodes, just low-key. It is. No, they do a good job yeah. of it. It just kind of took me by surprise. I was yeah. like, wow, this episode literally is just her trying to be homecoming. And also, like, this is, and I think, the first school dance we've seen in three years, which is pretty crazy for a high school it show. It really is. Usually they're all about school dances. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get there by Buffy, like, walking up to Cordelia, and one, being like, I'm not going to vote for you. Which, who were you going to vote for if you weren't going to vote for Cordelia? Sassy. She's your f- like, she's your friend. Don't she's be She's mad about picture just, day. She, I, That was just sort of, like, out of yeah. anger. Like, mad about picture day. Yeah. I just was like, you don't have any other friends. Willow's not running. <laughs> you can't vote for anyone else. I mean, I guess you don't have to vote, but whatever. It was just, like, out of nowhere. And I was, I hate it when Buffy and Cordy are mean to each other. Yeah. Like, later on in the episode, when they're both, like, awful to each other yeah, and cordelia makes fun of buffy for not having a father in her life yeah like that, that was what uh no one does yeah. that like mean girls don't but even then, do that that's just mean but then buffy did say like vapid whore even have parents she, oh i was gonna say, oh okay yeah. i was gonna say she calls her goddamn vapid whore she just throws it out there yeah because like cordelia was speaking to truth and things that could really zing someone and she just threw out two horrible words uh-huh. together uh-huh. like it wasn't even that could have been said to anyone it it's was always, like wow like, yeah but she did ask her if she even had parents which is like a good question because do any of his kids have parents <laughs> i just no. really thought it was like the only parent in the whole show is joyce yes i don't think anyone she's else mothering all of them there aren't constantly just like mourning people in black everywhere like because their children they literally say in this episode like all those oh, you kids had a lot die. of people 
all those kids at your party died. They all got eaten by zombies. Why are you allowed back at school? Right? Literally 10 plus people yeah, died Yeah, like 15 at a party people died at your house. Where are the parents that are like, what the fuck happened, Joyce? Yeah. Why isn't Joyce like like off the PTA? Yeah. Not, I don't understand. Worst chaperone ever. Worst chaperone ever. So uh, I, where are all the parents? I will forever ask this question. Who knows? And then when we do randomly see parents, it's like, who? What? Uh-huh. They come out yeah. of nowhere, and they're like, we were here the whole time, we swear. Yeah, like Willow's parents, no. They pop up, and you're believe. like, what? The Rosenbergs aren't real. They're not real. Um, yeah, so uh, they get really mean to each other, and, like, I like, like, the fun competition of it, and I really, really liked Buffy's campaign poster. Yes. uh-huh. Because okay. it's clearly an SMG headshot. Yes. With, like funky handwriting on it which i was just like that's not a campaign poster it didn't say vote it didn't say she was running for anything it was just a picture of her that's it with her name on it that's like come see my band play at the bronze later that's not it's not even that it tells you nothing it's literally just like oh this girl must really like herself (laughs) like or like did she die or something are we mourning her like literally is she one of the people who died at that one girl's party (laughs) um and i had that thought before cordy then pointed out that it's a ridiculous campaign poster so mm-hmm. i really like that they knew they were yes. like no we've got to have someone say something about this stupid campaign yeah because it's not gonna work very strange very very strange um what other things about the campaign happened really... oh can we please talk about how um in this universe giant seemingly icing topped chocolate chip muffins are ousted by just a basket of candy And also bars? that, like, people eat them by <laughs> smearing the chocolate all over their faces like four-year-olds? So are we to believe, oh, candy bars aside, because clearly the muffins were, like, homemade and looked way better than the candy uh, bars. Yes, But we to believe that Buffy sought out the people she knew would respond the most to the muffins and was like, you get the only two muffins, please yeah, vote for me. Yeah, because, yeah, no, she had, like, three. And was like, y'all three, and then muffin guys, the later, muffin men. Yeah. But then there was a third one. Danny Strong had one. Yeah. And he was eating it, even though he's not voting for Buffy because Cordy gave him six dollars. Which is just, okay. Um, yeah, I was just, that scene really got to me. There were a lot of little things in this where I'm like, am I to believe? <laughs> I, would, I would, I sincerely sat down at that moment with myself and I was like, if someone said please may i have your muffin but i'll give you this basket of candy bars would i do it no muffin for life like, candy bars aren't a- actually that good when it's compared to baked goods yeah candy bars are nowhere near as good as baked no. goods right i was just like why would those those children do that yeah what no that dummies? made no sense that was clearly written by some really sad jaded 45 year olds who don't <laughs> know the true joy of a homemade muffin Oh, no. (laughs) I guess. Like, they forgot their childhood. Because those muffins looked amazing. Yeah. They were, like, as big as those people's heads. Also, like... And there was... The fact that those muffins left chocolate all over their faces meant that there were some good chocolatey, like, chocolate chunks inside the muffin. Like, the best kind of chocolate muffin. I think there was icing on top of it, which I guess technically makes it a cupcake, but I don't know. It was way too big to be a cupcake. 
Right? It was a very confusing... I mean, this is the whole, like, what's a cupcake, what's a muffin debate, but, like, I don't know what it was, but it looked amazing, and I would never give it up for just a basket of, like, unmarked candy bars. There wasn't even a ribbon on the basket. Yeah, right? No, never. Not in a million years. That was made with love and butter and sugar. Candy bars are made with palm kernel oil. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's that's a thing I had a problem with. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I had a problem with. I this episode just like it was pretty like even keel plot wise, but just the little things in it. Buffy was for the first time drinking on camera. She drank uh-huh. from that like Snapple bottle yeah. or whatever, and it like was orange huge. Aid. I don't know. It was ginormous. That was, was the biggest like one size, you know, consumption bottle I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then you realize they only made her drink out of it. To so show she could. It's like, so she could smash it. I'd um, say that, except her and Faith were also drinking those earlier. Oh, they were? Yeah. Maybe they just planted it, it was really the same well. drink. So for a second I was like, is this some like really sly product placement? And I just don't mm-hmm. remember what that bottle is for. No, I think that that bottle is just one of those fake bottles yeah and that's why it's yeah. so big no yeah but they it's planted the seed early they were like she drinks this so when you see it in a scene later it'll seem normal yeah she's totally drinking this all of the time it's totally normal that this is what she crushed in her hand oh yeah very strange and what else do i have to say about all of the stuff I mean, TBH, I had to flip the page because the rest of the page was just fashion. Fashion, so yeah, to get I understand. That, we totally could. Okay, so one quick note that bothered me mm-hmm. so much. Yes. Uh, so Cordelia is the one that actually stakes Candy. Candy is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, with a spatula. Have yes. you yes. ever seen a wooden no. spatula? I have not. I was going to ask you this. Because I've never seen a wooden spatula. Spatulas aren't wooden. Because if they were, they would stab you all the time. Because the end of it has to be so little to get under pancakes. Exactly. It would cut you and it would get burnt and it would get gross. Like That is literally, there is not. Yeah, I. the second I saw, I was like, oh, she stabbed her with a spatula, which means that the vampire will just pull it out and then say, Exactly, that's what I thought was going to happen. No. She got stabbed with apparently a wooden spatula, wooden, which like, doesn't exist. They should have made it a wooden spoon if they wanted this to yes. be how it ended. Like, oh, a wooden spoon, okay. Same type of thing. Because wooden spatulas aren't real. Did not a single no. person in the writer's room ever use a spatula? Wooden spatulas well, not don't making... exist. I don't... That was... Yeah, why did it have to be a spatula? It was a spatula because it needed to have a flat surface for which to hit things. Like, wooden spoons have flat surfaces, like a big wooden stirring spoon. Yeah, Ugh. it could have been a spoon. I agree. Ugh. Spoon is, to be argumentative, to play devil's advocate, not as funny as spatula. Yeah, I they guess. Been going That's for true. The That's true. Spatula is just a funnier word, and it's a funnier motion when you pretend to hit vampires with it. Wooden like spatulas just don't exist. No, God. they don't. Immediately, I was like, "There, that is not wooden. That vampire is still alive." Ugh, doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, that was a major problem. 
Uh, I probably have a lot of more things on my second page, but we can get into fashion if you want before we really yeah, get into it. I've, I'm, I'm running out of notes except for fashion and talking about the one thing in the episode that I hate a lot. The other thing in the Same. episode. The that, one okay. thing that we're not yeah. going to talk about for yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. So um, let's get into fashion. Because I hate it. Yes. Patrol. <laughs> fashion. Fashion patrol. I don't know why I was like... Uh-huh. Like, I did the rock yeah, and roll symbols, but I'm very excited about it because we have so much to talk about. Um, Buffy's Rachel haircut Hell is yeah. going strong in this episode. Minus the fact that her highlights are way too light. Just way too yes. light. Oh, God. They're like white. Ugh. White blonde. Very bad. And then she she pulls it back with one of those headbands. Do you remember yes. those headbands? Yes, I do. They were just they like were painful. squiggly. They were painful. They scratched your uh-huh. scalp and you pushed them back horrible i wonder if mike picked up me like pretending to put that head <laughs> can you hear that well you'll see when you edit this episode if you can hear that don't edit it out make it louder mm-hmm. i will um yeah but i mean her her 90s hair is really yeah. going strong i do feel like she has a different haircut every episode really though and her hair color changes just slightly like all the time yes like just every single episode it's uh-huh. something new i never know what i'm gonna be getting. it's crazy very strange very crazy um xander looked like freddie prince jr in she's all that oh hey when he was in his tux i said oh hey who's that is that sarah michelle geller's husband nah it's just xander oh hey xander cleaning up and he finally learned how to i maybe i've never noticed it before but was his hair particularly quaffed in this episode Because I was like, yes. a lot of gel and effort took that went was into the that main, hair. That was the main Freddie Prince Jr. element yeah. I think, that topped off the whole look. Yeah. I was like, oh, he has like one hair like kind of falling uh-huh. in front of his face sometimes. And I think it was probably like, okay, we are going to give him, we're going to, we need to sex him up again. Right. So, and he can't be shirtless this time because he has to be in they, formal wear. They so. got his hair all Put gel his hair. They so did cute. Get his hair all cute. All 90s cute. Uh-huh. So 90s cute. It. So much gel. So crunchy. So much. Yeah, yeah, it was probably either crunchy or very, very wet. Oh. Because you know how some gel doesn't yeah. dry? It's just like. It's just like sticky. Goop. Ew, gross. Uh, yuck. Yuck. Um, wow. What's not yuck is Buffy's metallic mm-hmm. pink wedges. <laughs> they were the oh, most 90s yeah. shoes I'd ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Or we'll ever see again. They were like jelly shoes, basically. It was crazy. Like, it was the equivalent. I, In 90s, yeah. There was yeah. A, a equivalent of 90s, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the dress that Willow, I guess, decides on to wear to mm-hmm. the... I actually didn't take note to see if she was actually wearing this at the home. She is. But the one she wears that, it. She, okay, yeah. good. The black one, it just she made her look like old, which Willow yes. never looks... It looked like she was, like, a rich lady going to, like, a function for her charity. That scene and then also the second scene when Willow is sitting on the bed with Xander again and they're like, Mm -hmm. what are we doing later on? Willow also looked old. And that was, like, more of a makeup thing. I was like, whatever they did to her makeup, like, she's wearing more makeup, I think. She was, like, had darker eyes going Mm -hmm. on. And I was like, you suddenly look like a 25-year-old. Because she just had very, like, sleek, like, bob hair. Yeah. And so it looked very, like, polished, rich, older yeah. woman. And by older, I just mean, you know, like, 30, 40. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
She definitely didn't look like she was in high school. Even though her little baby face, she is in high school. Yeah, she's, she's a little young. baby willow. I loved the I, really low back line in that dress. Me too. It was so yeah. pretty. It was a surprise. Yeah, that was a really nice dress, but it just yeah. wasn't something you wear to homecoming. Homecoming! Ugh. So strange. No. Homecoming is like in October. Not even. It's like in September. Yeah, it's literally in like September. There's no. no way that it's hot enough to wear a floor-length black dress in September in California. No. No. That was ridiculous. It, it really doesn't make any sense. Um, but, I mean, she looked nice, I guess. And it's better than the first option she had, that first option. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. It was like a... I couldn't tell if it was a shirt-skirt combo or if it was all one dress. Well, it looked like she look was like. wearing a white cami under the, like, see-through top. So it was yes. just like a three different pieces she threw together and was like, homecoming? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like, well, there's a reason Xander didn't, like, try to maul you in that outfit. It's because <laughs> it's weird. Because it's super weird, and I don't know. Like, that's definitely, like, well, to be spoilery, that's later Willow. She would wear that in, like, two seasons. Yes. Oh, no yes. No question. Oh, man, No yes. question. Because Willow's fashion never gets better it just gets different yes it that it just gets different <laughs> which is all we could have asked for i suppose from willow Wowza. i'm just really learning it's very strange i've never thought negatively of willow ever and i'm just really learning i don't care about willow that much i don't like at all either right now i think i i did earlier on and well the reason i don't care about willow that much right now is because she's being the worst yeah because like, of the thing we're not talking about whatever so anyway stupid. back to fashion uh so after that scene the awful mm-hmm. scene when buffy they zoom into buffy and she's telling them to campaign for her buffy on top of that delightful shiny bright green skirt is yes. doing a thing that i feel like we've talked about on this podcast specifically or at least i've talked about with you whether or not mm-hmm. this was a thing in the 90s, wearing cardigans without shirts. Yes. What I my, I had a question was, is Buffy not wearing a shirt under that cardigan? And it's not even buttoned no. to where you It's could... two buttons done. Only two buttons. She only buttoned the, the boobs. Middle. Only buttoned the boobs. And you can see her stomach. Yeah. And it's like, like, I guess it's, I mean, I the thing is, is when you're looking at it from the like, bathing suit is just underwear argument side it is basically just a crop top i mean it's buttoned it's not showing any more any less than another shirt just two i don't know but that is not the purpose of that piece of clothing like the way cardigans fit like i wear a lot of cardigans and they Mm -hmm. are not secure enough for me to think that two buttons would would constantly cover my whole boobs no. It did not, not look secure. The entire time you were just like, that is an incident waiting to happen. cardigans just have those little bitty buttons. Yeah. That like literally could pop out of the buttonhole at any second. Yeah, they're not meant to stay closed because they're not shirts. They were never shirts. And if you and if you lift up your arm, the place between the buttons is going to open up and they're going to see. Not only that, the everything. buttons are going to lift up and your boobs are just going to yes. pop out. <laughs> That's true, because goodness knows she wasn't wearing a bra with it. No, her she boobs. She wears a bra. Like, literally, the yeah. scene after that, we didn't see it. She lifted her arm, and it was just like, boob. Yeah, and everyone was like, I'll vote free for homecoming queen. Raise your <laughs> arm again. Like, I don't... It doesn't make any sense. 
why that's definitely a 90s thing and that's definitely something that like celebrities did in the 90s crazy i don't think that's something that any regular person would have tried at their high school but i do think that's something that girls were like when i get older i'm just gonna wear a cardigan like you know i worry about keeping my boobs contained in regular shirts i could not handle that amount of stress yeah, I mean, Buffy has bigger stressors in her life, I think. <laughs> so she's just willing to risk it all. Yeah, just risk at it this all. Point. Yeah, the only thing she's really in control of is what she wears and how she adorns her body. Very body. true. Actually. So I think I think she's she can she can wear whatever she wants. Good for her. Good on her. Just it's crazy. Wow. Um, okay, but talking about another thing Buffy wore, that wonderful, beautiful gray dress that yes. she was, like, spinning yes. around in yes. made her look like a Disney princess. Yes. And I loved it. It just fit so well. Uh-huh. And it was just, like, a big A-line skirt. I wanted it. it. just... I wanted it I, so badly. I owned a dress exactly like that you in You did. I did. I know yes. that dress. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the exact same color, but it was a it was a little less of like a shiny gray yeah. and just kind of a duller gray. But yeah, it did not look as good on I me as it did it. on her. I, I will tell you that much. I loved that gray dress though, just because I did feel like a beautiful mm-hmm. princess in it. So yeah, that was a wonderful dress. It was. And I, it was very like out of character for Buffy, but I guess she was probably trying to invoke the emotions of like. Look at me, I am a homecoming queen. Look at this dress I'm wearing. Yeah, it was funny because that, along with, like, the other dresses she wears and, like, she wears a yellow dress, it's like she, when she started dressing for homecoming queen, she was really dressing as, like, a 50s homemaker. She's like, yes. homecoming queen, homemaker, there's something there. There's something there. I'm going to play on it. I'm going to do that. Um. So my, I think it was my last fashion note, just says it's okay that your sweater is fuzzy willow but does it have to be orange because <laughs> one I or the other willow it. one or the other just choose an ab- atrocious color or an atrocious striped pattern or a fuzzy sweater like i own a fuzzy sweater i get it but i wear that fuzzy sweater when it is 45 or below right? outside because it is a fuzzy sweater yeah i don't mm-mm willow willow it's very on brand i'll give her oh yes because i totally expected it and was not Uh hooked by it 100 percent in the least um but yeah that's all i had to say Uh, i've got a few more notes about go 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 buffy and cordy uh and their dresses um the first not about the dresses but something else that i wish would get brought back from the 90s like butterfly clips fucking body glitter Buffy yes. was just I think we covered in body. Yeah, I think we, I'm sure. I talk about this with yeah. everyone all the time. I just want body, body glitter rules. to come back so badly. And Buffy and shown like a million stars. The fact that body glitter exists in so many different forms is really what's fascinating. Because yeah. you could, I remember, so I had like a powder puff. Uh huh. That was like, it was ma- basically a magic wand. And on the end of the <gasps> magic wand, I had the exact puff. I had that too. And it yeah. was also scented. It smelled like peppermint. Yeah, mine and wasn't pepperminty, but it was scented. Yeah. And you just hit yourself with uh-huh. it, and it comes out everywhere. And then the second type that I know of is where you just get a little jar, and there's a gel-like yes, substance a gel. in there. Oh, yeah. And it feels horrible it on does. your skin, but you are glittery. 
And um, I'm sure there was just regular dust, not in a powder puff. Yeah, and but, I uh, had a delightful Bath and Body Works lotion that was gold yes. and shimmery. Glittery oh, lotions, yeah. that's where it's at. It probably was cucumber melon with green it sparkles. It was passion I probably fruit. Had that. It was uh, summery and shimmery and made me shine like the sun. Like, why? I mean, I love it. I And it's those, I man, I love it. I love body glitter. I love it so much. I just remember, like, early high school, late middle school, like, I would go to homecoming dances oh, and yeah. put body glitter oh, on yeah, before. Oh, yeah, you would. Why? God, I want that it definitely, to definitely. Yeah, that was really big, like, 98 through 2005. It had I'd good say. long run. Prime years for body glitter. Good long run. So if you run. ever get a tom- time machine, if you ever get your hands on mm-hmm. one, those would be, that's the time span you need to go back I w- to. I will, I will be there. I will be so there. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. And then finally, so Cordy and Buffy both have really nice classic <gasps> yes. silhouettes on their dresses. Mm-hmm. They went, like, very simple, chic, and classic. And I was like, beautiful. So understated. Yeah, they both looked fantastic. Yep. Um, Cordy looked like Jessica Rabbit, though, a little. Yeah, she had a very, like, 60s pinup thing going on. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, like, a really, really high slit to go to oh, homecoming. Oh, so high. It was shocking. Homecoming. You were going to homecoming. What? We're not trying to impress anyone. You're going to be in right? your high school gym. Yeah. Also, but where were they? Were they at the gym? It had to or have been they... the gym, because Giles was like, I'm going to go to the library. It had to have been in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Because at first it looked a little like the bronze, and then it I think it was wasn't. the gym. It was... it was just the gym definitely... done up. It had to have been. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Um, and that's all, that's all my fashion. Yay. So, uh, let's see. What else is on... What's on the docket? So, we already talked about that. We already talked about that. Oh, we can talk about how Giles does go to the library, and that's where Buffy leaves him a message. And I guess we can chalk this up to the fact that Buffy knows that Giles would be at the dance and that he'd probably get tired of the dance, and so he'd go back to the library and check his phone. But why? She called the library phone? It's a weird place to call. I mean, where else is she going to call? Everyone else she knows is at the dance, and they don't have cell phones. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I guess, yeah, you have to be resourceful and just hope people yeah. see your voicemail in the 90s. Yeah. And, like, before cell phones were mainstream. But it's just, I was just kind of like, oh, she's calling Giles' house number, obviously. And then he, like, found it in the library. And I was like, first of all, she just knows the library number. I mean, makes sense. By she now. probably has to yeah. call it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. It was just, I think that was just a little odd because it's like I've never had to, you know, call anyone on the library phone there and just know the library number i mean what if someone else picked up it's the library what if jonathan was just jonathan is sometimes in the library as we've seen (laughs) we have he just walked in and was like oh the phone's ringing hello is anyone here and then he's like oh i guess i'll answer and he's like hello well buffy would i mean buffy would have just been like get giles Yeah, I guess so. And then they would have been confused. But I think people just in this school learn to deal with the shenanigans. They do. There have been too many deaths. Like, there has they rolled with deaths. the punches. Yeah, you have to at this point. I would. I would just roll over and be like, yeah, whatever you need to do, man. Whatever. Whatever you need to do. Um, okay, so I have some questions about Slayer Fest 98. Okay. 
As many as we've already answered. Um, who? So Mr. Trick is the one who like set up Slayer Fest. Yeah. 98. Yeah. So he's the coordinator, and he yes. just like found people who'd want to kill other people. I guess. Yeah. I don't yeah. Kill he must Slayer. have just like sent his feelers out through the black market and was like, "If you've got yeah. the money, come on." Um. So is there no enclosed space for Slayer Fest '98? Because at first I thought it was that forest. But then it, they were just everywhere. Yeah, I think Anywhere it was a free-for-all. They, they, like, started in the forest, hoped they'd track them down there, and but really they could go anywhere. Because the thing is, is that it's two-sided. If Buffy and Cordelia could go anywhere, they could get away easier. But if the other people could go anywhere, they could, like, find Buffy and Cordelia yeah. when they go. So it's just kind of like a weird... Like, why wouldn't you do it in this enclosed space so that you are so sure that your slayer is going to die there, you know? Yeah, there was more chaos. It was just, it wasn't a very well-planned game. There wasn't much of any planning at all. He spent all of his time on that that VHS explaining the rules. Yeah, it was more of a scam to just get money. Like, he didn't actually plan (laughs) anything out. Yeah, that might, yeah, he just, like, printed out some brochures and sent them. Yeah, he just, like, thought of a catchy title, printed some brochures, and was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Also, do you think that there are, like, Slayer Fest 98s out there happening, like, like uh at like comic-con and stuff like there's like a booth i hope not so real slayer fest but like fake slayer fest like, that would people actually who, like, be the vampires a really fun game where like two people get to be the slayers and then mm-hmm. the rest get to hunt them that'd be like a really fun laser themed laser tag thing Ooh, that would be fun. i play that your tag i tried to i think it was freshman year of college because i'm stupid and a nerd mm-hmm. i tried to plan like a fake hunger games and there were a lot of people that were like yeah i'll play that like a lot of people and i had it like all figured out like you had like your the people who could like send you food and stuff but basically like you just were on campus for a weekend no food no and you had to like you know trade things and this is irrelevant but um it can be done we we should play laser tag games we should that just have themes and you come in costume yeah and um yeah, that, that'd be really fun. But I just wonder if people have called, like, Gathering Slayer Fest. That was uh, my real Probably. Question. I'm sure. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. What's that website? Meetups? Meetup.com or whatever yeah. it is? There's I'll some. I bet you there's a Slayer Fest yeah. group. There's something um, for every nerd. There really is. Did you see those people who got married in the video game store? No. It's like a video going. It's a really just, it's a. It's a hard video to watch because it's absolutely silent. But it's these two people and they get married in like a video game store. I, I don't know what they're called. Um, like know. the branding. Whatever. The, I don't think I've ever been inside of a video yeah, game I store. Don't, I don't think I've ever even seen one. Like in the mall, you know? Like those ones Yeah, I mall. guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess I passed them. Um, but they're dressed up as like the characters from Zelda. Oh. But in just like, you know, like costume shop i mean costume shop costume store like zelda costumes yeah. and then all of the people attending are like also dressed up as stuff from zelda which is like okay this is a themed wedding that's cool but no one is really playing into the fact that they're dressed up as zelda they're all just kind of standing around oh, and no. so it's like very awkward and you're just like mm-hmm. okay and like they silently like the music just wasn't loud enough to like hype people up so they were oh, playing no. like the zelda theme song i suppose as they walked down the aisle, and it just wasn't loud enough. Everything oh, no. was too silent. It was, like, 
you know, I'm but in contrast, in contrast, did you see that gorgeous Harry Potter wedding? Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. how you do a theme wedding. Harry Potter fans, they know how to theme uh-huh. things. Uh huh. They do. If they we know do. Anything. We do. That's we do. us. Right. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, we do. I yeah. Harry Potter things can just be so easily beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Harry Potter looks just so... It also just looks like old and British and... Yeah, old and British and elegant. Yeah. And you can like throw in potion stuff and be like, yes, this beautiful bouquet of flowers is also magic. And you're like, great. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Have you seen the pictures of the the Cursed Child cast? Uh, Yes, I have. And it's beautiful. Is it Cursed Child or Cursed Child? Do you think? It has to also, be just cursed. The title? Cursed sounds silly. I don't know. When I read it, I see cursed child. Oh, because I, I just didn't. think of J.K. Rowling saying it. Cake, you cannot do that. I think of J.K. Rowling saying it, and I'm like, I feel like she would say That's cursed. That's true. I feel like she would say cursed. I don't know. Yeah. I just took a BuzzFeed quiz that was like, which names did you mispronounce before you saw the movies? And I was like, all of them. Every single one. Except there was, they were like, did you know Ginny is pronounced Ginny and not Guinea? And I was like, yeah, duh, that's a name. I think that's probably the only one I actually got wrong. The rest I think I was good on. But I did not know Ginny was like short for Virginia or Ginevra and, you know, those names. There were a lot of them. I don't even think that I knew that, what's his face? Uh... Now I can't even remember which one it was. But there was one where I was putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Mm. And I was like, oh, weird. Oh, um, Alastair. It's Alastair, Alastair Moody. Moody. I thought it was Alistair Moody. Neither of those are names. So, like, it could have been either. <laughs> I think Alistair's a name. I don't know. We went to high school with a guy named Alistair. Remember Alistair? But was that spelled, like, A-I-R, like Alistair? No, I Because that's a name. No that's idea. a different name. I have no idea how this is spelled. I don't think I ever saw it written down. Uh, but things <laughs> in my brain, I had thoughts. What were my thoughts? We were talking about names and pronunciation. Oh, and Cursed Child. Cursed Child. And do you realize there's going to be another, I didn't think there was ever going to get to be another, but another midnight release of a Harry Potter book oh. since they're releasing. The, yeah, go to You're Barnes & Noble. Right. Go pre-order your book now because you can go to a midnight premiere again, Cat. You can relive your childhood. Oh, I want to go. In Barnes & Noble. I should do this. I'm going, and I have to go by myself because Dana's going to be out of town. And, oh, no. like, all of my friends moved away because graduation. Yeah. So I'm yeah. literally going to be, like, the one adult. I, there's going to be other adults, I'm sure. That's our generation. Yeah, the ones with their kids. No. I'm going <laughs> to be alone. No. Just, like, no. fully in costume with a wand sitting in the corner of Barnes yeah. & Noble, like, I'm having fun. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be other adults there, 100%. Like, we're at the point where pretty much the main fan base of Harry Potter is adults. It's adults, yeah. So I wouldn't be worried. One of my professors said that his children didn't like Harry Potter, and I was like, you should kill him and start over. Yeah, you need to start from scratch. Yeah. With those children. Like, you messed him up. You did mess him up. Just, like, oh, that's stupid. Um... Anyways, yeah, Buffy. I'm really excited uh, about all of that. Oh, yeah. Buffy, Buffy, Buffy. We can cut all of that out. The magic of editing software, Harley. Whoa. Okay. Do we finally have to talk about the thing? 
I have one more question about Slayer Fest. Okay, okay. Ask me a question first. So, okay, so you know how the Germans were tracking Buffy and Cordelia Uh with their little trackers in the flowers? Uh Uh-huh. So, and then that one guy was telling them where to go based Mm -hmm. on the trackers, like on his old map. When the two German guys shot each other because the trackers were on them. Yeah. Um their lights went out on the map which doesn't make sense and i just thought i'd bring it up yeah it doesn't actually make sense i'm gonna assume that in the machine gun fire the trackers got hit and like weren't working anymore yeah yeah because it can't actually denote death because the trackers weren't like monitoring heartbeat like no they were not they were just trackers yeah i think they just like got shot yeah i mean yeah that's what i was like okay cat fine but also yeah. it just didn't make any sense it that didn't. Was, they didn't think i would notice but i did i did too i thought about it too um and cordelia is a badass bitch for chasing off hell yeah whatever his name is La- La- Lois larry what was his name lyle 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 yeah what was his last name gort gorch gorch i said chord <laughs> oh that sounds not good <laughs> so uh, lyle gorch chased him off she said I'm a badass bitch, and you best back up, because uh-huh. this is my town. And I was like, wow, if, what, I wish that there was a plot line in that moment where, like, Cordy then also becomes a vampire slayer. <laughs> like, through the power of feminism? Yes. <laughs> yes. Just through the power of feminism for standing up for herself and saving her friends. She, she gets crowned slayer. A slayer. Because she deserves it. She's great. I love her. And I also really liked that neither her nor Buffy got Homecoming Queen. Yes. But it still was a tie of the other two uh-huh. girls. That was beautiful. That was, that was really that well was done. That was so funny. It was like, and, like, I'm it made sorry, sense. Because, like, Cordy and Buffy are both fucking weirdos. No one votes for them. They really are. Um, I do think that we have to talk about it now, though. Um, I'm disappointed. I don't have anything else to say. I'm disappointed. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. It's understandable, but it's disappointing. It's realistic, but it's sad. The other thing, though, while it is realistic, there was all of this buildup to it Uh about a season ago. And then they stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's back. Yeah. And I can't tell if that's just genius and grounded or if it's stupid. I know. It's one or the other. I think it's genius and grounded. Because uh, I do like that they stick to the whole narrative of, like, Xander never saw her that way, but she was always yeah. totally into Xander. And Xander's like, I, now I see you in this new light, and it's yeah. crazy, and I can't change my mind. And she's like, yeah, this is great. You always do these things that you make me like you, but I have to ignore them, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's good. But why now? When I, everything, I know you have to introduce conflict. I know. I know you do. It's a TV show. I know, and I also know that teen boys that are as immature as Xander cannot be in close relationships with teen girls without getting sexy time thoughts and being dumb and acting on them even when they shouldn't. Yes. I know that. And I was, I was thinking about it. So if they're really, they grew up together, right? Yeah. They are very, very close. Yet she still changed behind that screen she had in her room, which yeah. it's very 90s that she had a screen in I her know, room. I know, I was like, in the whoa. First place. Um, 
But she changed behind that. If they didn't have any sort of sexual tension between them, I don't think just knowing their history, she would have had a problem changing in front of him. No, I totally changed in front. We both changed in front of guy friends. I'm quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ones that we were just like, who cares? I don't like you. Exactly. (laughs) Like, where it's just like, those are your friends. And we were not nearly as close to those people as they are. They grew up together. But they've got weird sexy time tension that they just had to act on because dumb teenage brains. Dumb teenage brains, the hormones, the hormones. And like, I just, I'm very disappointed. It's understandable from both ways though because xander is immature he cares about willow a lot and has shown signs of like weird jealousy towards oz in the past couple episodes and willow can't just shake xander just because she's in a new relationship like she can love oz all she wants but like she's had a crush on xander for like 16 years at this point yeah yeah both are understandable it's just so disappointing it's just so disappointing Oh, it makes me so... I wonder, I wonder, do you, th- are, do we have the proper reaction? Like, is this what I don't know. the writers want us to feel? Or did the writers think, like, yeah, everyone wants Willow and Xander together, but we're going to make it in this, you know, conflicted situation you know, so that people I don't are like, think, whoa. Yeah, I don't think that they, I do like, because they're, they're not making it a clear wrong or right. They're not yeah, making it a, Yeah, they're doing it well. They're doing it well. I don't think that we're reacting like in the minority. I do okay. think that the writers were probably like, everyone really likes Oz and Willow because how could you not like Oz and Willow? They're yeah. fantastic. Like we've had no conflict from them and it's, they're also not boring. So it's, I think people probably did care a lot about Oz and Willow and people do care a lot about Courtney. Yeah. Even yeah. in Cordy, not with Xander, they're going to care about what happens to Cordy yeah. individual from that. So I do think that we're meant to not be on board with this. I think okay. it's one of those things where we were, they made it so that you were so on board with Willow and Xander for so long, and then you got distracted from it for a second and learned to, like, move on from that. Mm-hmm. It's like literally, it was like you were dating a person for 10 years, and then you break up, and you finally move on, only for them to, like, come back yeah. and be like, I love you again. And you're like, no, this is hard for me. <laughs> Please, I've moved on. I wanted this so badly a month ago, but now... Exactly. That's what it is. It's rough. What was I going to say? Oh, I think that the way that they do that relationship, now that we're talking about it, where, Uh yeah, they built it up, and then it went away, and then it's, like, suddenly here again, is a really great parallel of uh, Angel and Buffy's relationship. Oh, of, yeah. Of, like, them being hot and heavy, and then he's dead. And the second Buffy started to actually get yeah. over him, it was like, he's bam, back. Angel back in your life. So both both of yeah. these character arcs are, like, going in the same direction, but not in the exact same way. And it's very nice. I think that's really well done. I'm surprised they didn't lean into that a little more. Cause I, usually, think it, I think it might have been a little too overstated if they really leaned into it. We'd be like, okay, true. what? That's, like, too similar. But since they don't actually draw attention to it, I think it's just, like, really yeah. nice storytelling. It really is. I mean, uh, I, I'm always behind the storytelling. Like, the major, like, mm-hmm. themes in Buffy, I'm always behind them. They're so well done and so beautiful. And character development in this show is A+. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even so if the subtle. characters aren't A+. So subtle. It's crazy. I was even thinking about... Um, 
I think it was last episode, the Giles quote when he was like, there are two types of monsters in yeah. the world or whatever. I was watching a show and I like thought about that quote in my head. I was like, this guy is the one type of monster. And I, it was just like the way that they present themes to you on this show mm-hmm. are so subtle. It's never like, I don't know, because Giles is the old wise man who like spouts out knowledge and teaches the kids how to be mature and stuff. Yeah. But it's never like... It's never just, like, a voiceover, him sitting in a chair with a whiskey, like, one day you'll learn, kids. You know, like, it's always so good. Yeah. They they give us theme, and they give us character development and motif and major plot arc so well. Yeah. No, this is a good show. It's a good show, y'all. Glad we picked it. Um, Although on I that, do... are we close to the end? Oh, definitely. We are close to the end the wind I yeah. do I it's always surprising to me how much I don't remember about it even though I've seen the show a billion times maybe it's just season three I don't think I watched season three very much mm-hmm. yeah yeah five um, words or less Harley. real quick <laughs> death yeah. count of one. Oh. which I have a theory that filler episodes on average have fewer dusts than big major plot line episodes that makes sense. Yeah, so we're gonna, and we're gonna track that. We're still only counting vampires, vampires as only vamps. Yeah. yeah, going straight for what she's supposed to be slaying. What she's supposed to be killing. It's what in we're her name. Led to believe, like yeah, it's her title. Okay, but uh, um, mm-hmm. five words or less. Mine are solid filler minus Willow Sander. Yes. Mine is just don't fuck with Cordelia Chase. So true. Words to live by. Don't do it. I mean, words to live by coming up real soon. Do not even dare fuck with Cordelia Chase because shit's about to burn. That's all I'm saying. Things things get crazy. Things get crazy. So you can follow us at Culture Buffs on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can email the show at Culture Buffs Show at gmail.com um let us know all your thoughts send us your tweets tweet us your five words or less what do you think of the episode um you can follow me at harley lauren on twitter for my thoughts about harry potter mainly yep. and you can follow me my name is cat and i'm at catula on twitter and instagram and there it's mostly uh pictures and tweets like you're supposed to. Most recently, does anybody know if Casper was born a ghost? Just asking. We've been talking it out, talking it out. I think that that applies to this podcast because, I mean, there are ghosts on this podcast, probably. Yeah. I mean, podcast. A TV show is what I meant to say. And also probably this podcast. I mean, you yeah. don't know. Remember season one where it just like the podcast got eaten by a ghost? Yeah, we had demons. And it was like... It was crazy. Yeah. All right, well, that's that. That's, that's a it. wrap. Yeah, on the whole thing. On on it all, we're done. It's over. Bye, Bye. Kat. I'm leaving. Okay, but...